0: okay all right so i can hear it do you have any questions no too late here we go Oh, hi, you're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions, or the lucky few that got out, and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat! I'd like to welcome our guest, actor, comedian, blah, 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 Jameson Scala. Originally from New Jersey, exit 145 off the parkway, Jameson is a graduate of Temple University in Philly and the Second City out here in Los Angeles. Jameson is a producer on Sirius XM's Radio Andy. You're going to hear why in a second. And if you went on a Norwegian cruise over the last few years, you've probably seen him perform improv on the literal ocean. Not a bit. I better know Jameson from having the pleasure of sharing the stage with him a time or two at the Second City Hollywood. And because we're both amazing humans. Y'all, we really are. You're going to find out in a sec. That said jameson tell us what made you want to act what keeps you going how much do you miss regular improv tell us all the things
1: kate first off let me say thanks for having me welcome to my home it's a gorgeous home thank you it's a small home but it is a mighty home it is i have a fake fire burning on youtube uh (laughs) there and and that's just for you thank you um I already forgot the question. No, it's
0: fine. We're going by, because you were welcoming me to your gorgeous home. Yeah. So what? What made you want to get into acting and move all the way here from the Turnpike Parkway, whatever the hell we're calling it?
1: Uh, both uh, Turnpike <laughs> and Parkway. Um, I, I think I'm similar to a lot of people in Los Angeles. Where as a kid, I did theater in school, and it just really tickled me. And when I went to college, I thought I maybe I just want to be behind the camera. And, uh, so I majored in communications like everyone in the world does and quickly realized I really missed performing. So I got a minor in theater and then a good friend of mine, one of my best friends was that I knew uh, growing up was moving out here. She got a job from one of our other best friends, brother, who was living here at the time. And so she said, why don't you just move to LA with me? Well, like give it a year, see how it goes. I'd never been here before. I mean, it's like a classic story. My car had been shipped. I showed up with two suitcases. I had never stepped on California soil. What? I'd already been paying rent when I arrived, and I thought, I'll just give it a year. You know, it's an adventure. Let's see what happens. And that was 16 years ago.
0: Holy shit. So,
1: yeah, I, it, it quickly felt like a uh, a place where I felt comfortable. I have a theory about New Jersey, which is that everyone thinks you could leave, but why would you? <laughs> And, and it's true. New Jersey does have a lot to offer. There's water, there's snow, there's <laughs> mountains, there's farms, there's lots of land, there's uh, city living. It really is. There's a lot to offer, but, um, but I got out you and, sure did. Uh, maybe one day I'll be back. I, I still love New Jersey, but not today.
0: Not today. Wait. So I'm so, so you shipped your car. You didn't think about it. You didn't think driving across country was worth it. <laughs>
1: I wanted to drive, but at the time my pa- I don't my parents have faith in me. But at the time, I think they thought we let's ship his car. I wanted to drive, and they said, "Well, we'll we'll pay if you if we can ship it." And I was like, "All right, deal." <laughs> Thank so, you so much. Thanks, mom and dad.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. you flew out here with two suitcases. Absolutely, yeah. So what what'd you do with the rest of your stuff? Is it just at your parents' house?
1: Um, I just didn't have a lot of stuff. You know, I just kind of pared down. But there are four totes in my mother's basement thanks mom <laughs> did um, she bring them up
0: when you go home for the holidays
1: no they're just sitting there in the basement Aww. and sometimes i go through them it's fun to see this stuff but i it, it it got down to four crates and i just can't seem to get rid of those those four totes so yeah. that's well, as much paring down as i can do
0: when you own a home you'll you'll eventually take those four totes wherever you end up One okay
1: day. Now, what keeps you going as far
0: as acting stuff out here? Because this is a brutal industry and it's a brutal city. So, what what fuels you?
1: I think there is a bit of delusion attached to it, right? So you're convincing someone and yourself to invest in a sinking ship. Like we all know it's sinking. Like. There's a hole in the bottom of the boat. We're watching the water flood in. And I'm saying, no, it's it's fine. Like, let's keep going. Don't stop rowing. And that oh kind of passion and drive and delusion, I believe, is what is required to keep going. I mean, if every single day someone's saying to you, no, 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 you have to be a little delusional to think well, it's going to be a yes one day. I joke about that, but, um, that is, I I say often there, there is a fire within me and it's the only thing I can kind of see myself doing. And if one day I can see myself doing something else, I'll do that. So, you know, life has recently kind of pivoted for me a little bit. So, but you know, where, whatever job I'm doing is the job I'm doing at that time, I guess.
0: I agree with you that it's a certain amount of delusion. Have you, have people tried to talk you out of it?
1: Um, no, uh, no, no one's ever tried to talk about it. Well, your friends have more faith in you than mine have in me. My <laughs> friends are
0: like, when are you moving back to Ohio? And I'm like, leave my dreams alone. <laughs> no, I
1: appreciate it. I'm surrounded by, uh, obviously in LA, I'm surrounded by a lot of people within the industry. Oh, you know what it is? It's my bug thing.
0: Oh, it's your bug oh thing. God, Jameson, turn off your bug thing. He has no bugs in this apartment. We, oh, with the, it's over actually we're oh, done okay. thank you so much you time. did such a great job james and thank you folks for listening okay so yeah so you you feel supported though people. i
1: do i mean i have a lot of friends in la within the industry and then outside of people in the industry they they've been very kind and very uh like go get them live your dreams mm. live your goals and and i appreciate that because okay. it, it i think it does require that i i do i do lean on that support
0: Sure, and you had said so. Improv kind of fizzled a bit with the pandemic, and you and I were talking off mic about that. Can you elaborate? Because I feel that way as well. It seems to be the
1: thing that killed improv. Yeah, I think a lot of people were wanting to kill it outside of uh, the improv industry, and this this was it. Oh, hold for hold for horns, hold for horns. Do oh, other good. guys have this much noise? Um,
0: Less, usually a little bit. Wow. No, I'm kidding. No. Oh. <laughs> usually it's this terrible. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's
1: it's always hard. Yeah, I mean, I think when butts are back in the seats mm-hmm. and they're starting to get back in the seats, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to become of improv, but I know it's something that I love and I love the collaborative aspect of it. And I just love that, you know, you start with a suggestion and you just really couldn't, imp- Plan on your own where it's going to go. And after it's all over, you think, wow, I never would have imagined we were going to be playing lobsters on Mars trying to buy a boat, you know? <laughs> and, and then there we were. Um, so I miss it. I miss mm. collaborating with my friends in that capacity. Do you, you miss it oh, too? Oh, 100% with yeah. that question.
0: Yeah. And I think it was the sort of, I don't know if this was your experience, but it was kind of the one thing in LA where after all the no's of the day and then just the rejection over and over, you were being so lovingly held on stage that it was like, oh, this is filling my gas tank a bit.
1: Yeah. And I think also it really is one of the few truly spontaneous things and something that lives for that moment on that stage. And then no one ever sees it again. I mean, you really just never see it again. And, you know, in a world of smartphones and pictures and all those things that children are using okay boomer uh, things uh are never forgotten and, yeah. and and i think there's something beautiful about it being pre-planned that we're going to forget this when it's over i agree don't, with don't worry that. everyone we'll forget it all when it's over <laughs> but yeah there's something beautiful about just sending it into the world and never seeing or hearing from it again
0: yeah and not that this is about that but i am curious do you think that the advent of instagram live and stories and tiktok and that sort of this is my theory i shouldn't i'm projecting my theory here's what i think happened i think wow here we go i'm the guest okay yeah i believe your theory (laughs) okay yeah you're right good thank you i don't even need to tell you what it is that's all i needed (laughs) I think that because improv was our was what we were told our vehicle in was as actors and every commercial casting person was looking for it as experience, et cetera, that now because you can become famous by like farting into a bag and filming it or whatever, that you improv was no longer as necessary What was wrong with
1: my story about me farting into a bag. I
0: didn't want to like say it was you. Why are you being weird? Don't be weird. I I, I got a lot
1: of views on it, but (laughs) I know you did. (laughs) Sorry. Keep going. But yes, I, I see. Don't you, do you think, I mean, that's just my theory. I think things just change. I think we're growing and we're changing and I think things just change. And as much as we want to hold on to the past, things just evolve. And as much as I want to say like, but I put all those years and all that money into it, doesn't it matter? Maybe or maybe not. And yeah. um, ultimately, what people are willing to absorb and take in is what is being absorbed and taken in. That's so, right. if people are, if 10 million people are watching someone fart into a bag, then go through your cabinets, get your bags out. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, eat some beans and, and let's get it going Start to practice you know <laughs> yeah it hurts my heart a little bit because i feel like it's something i've trained with i've really i've really tried to to be as best as i possibly can be in it and yes and, and i'm watching people fart into a bag and and get sponsored by adidas or whatever <laughs> um this podcast is not sponsored by adidas how rude but we're open for it <laughs> <laughs> um but again yeah, that's their journey and this is my journey I, yeah, I, yeah it, it's tough but that I, I it's just going to keep going.
0: That's right. And are you, are you on TikTok?
1: I, I have an account, but I don't use oh, it. It's just, same. it's just, it's too much. I, I, yeah. I had to, I'm sure maybe one day I'll be there. My, I'll tell you one of my biggest fears is becoming the substitute teacher who doesn't know how to use the VHS player. <laughs> And all the kids have to be like, you know, the red wire attaches to the red input. And you're like, what? Change the input. Uh, you know, like, I don't want to be that. And yeah. my thought is that one version of technology is the springboard for the next. Yeah. So if I don't learn how to use TikTok, whatever's after that, now I'm two behind. And then what's after that? I'm three behind. So I am i don't want to get behind. I don't want to be the substitute teacher who doesn't know how to use that's
0: a really good tip yeah i mean i didn't even think about it like that but yes everything does build off of the other thing that was before it so yeah, yeah we started with facebook and now here we are so oh, we started with friendster holy shit in myspace actually I mean, i'm yeah. so wrong and yeah, aol yeah, yeah. and oh gosh who yeah. knew who knew here we are Oh, I'm tired already. Oh, no. Hey, pep up. It's going
1: to be okay. That could be where you strike it big. Whatever's next. Yeah, that's true. And I'll be like, God, all Kate did was take out her contacts. And it says 4 million views. She took out her contacts and licked them.
0: Okay, but you have what could be the best TikTok idea of all time. Because you're throwing it up on Instagram stories. And it is, I live for it do can I
1: can I well you mentioned it before and I thought we should probably clarify this because it's a weird you, you did mean, I mention it already on you the podcast said, like the kid the kids below oh, you that and I was like, gonna People kill are probably listening and thinking, like what was <laughs> she talking about
0: so Jameson ha- can I tell them what Please. you do it's the best so you have to follow him on Instagram but on his Instagram stories he does this kill- At hey Jameson Scala, <laughs> <laughs> hey Jameson Scala. So um he does the best Russian accent in my opinion whatever it's his not appropriation kind of he's an it's so good and he has a Russian 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 daycare and I say that because where he lives there's a large Russian community it truly is a Russian daycare they speak Russian it's children that speak Russian etc and he it's so loud it's just so loud perpetually
1: all day so I'm in the back of my building and then the Russian daycare is on the street parallel to mine so their backyard and my Well, my balcony butt up against each other. And I didn't notice, I knew there was a daycare there because I would occasionally hear them. But then um, during the global pandemic, you might have remembered. (laughs) Where, what? It was 2020. I have not. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Google it. (laughs) Um, I was home, but everything was closed, you know. But then things started opening up that July. And all of a sudden, I'm just like hearing this ruckus. And I'm realizing the kids are back and boy, are they back. They are (laughs) back all day, well, Monday through Friday. And kind of the most um, intrusive part of it is, um, this is going to sound creepy that I know this. So they arrive, that's noisy. Then they take a, they go outside, they're inside most of the day. Then they take a break from 11 to 12 where they're outside. Then they go back inside, I guess, to nap and probably eat then they come back outside around four o'clock and that's like the pickup time. But that's also Kate when the birthday parties happen. Now <laughs> the so normal noise is fine because it's kids talking. It's white noise to me cause I don't speak Russian. So it's just like sweet and they're giggling and it's fun and it's kids having fun and that's nice. But when is birthday? party? <laughs> Outcome like roller um, speaker, you know? Oh, speaker roll out. They get DJ man dress <laughs> up like Pumbaa <laughs> One time, it was like um, Hakuna Matata start playing. And I think to my sitting at my desk thinking, I like this song. But then it play again and then it play again. Like 20 time Hakuna Matata. That is enough to make you want to open balcony door and say, (laughs) shut up. You know, but you can't do that because it's legal. It's cheap, So, you know, so I just. Birthday party. So anyway, I used to send these videos to my brother. And he's like, dude, I think this is really funny. I think you should post it and see. I think people are going to like it. People love it. Love it. Live people for it. People love it. That could be a TikTok. People love it. I worry that one day it will have been offensive. I hope it's not. That's I, not my goal. I, but I want everyone to know now that it it came to me. It is happening to me. I didn't seek it out. It is, it is oppressive. It is <laughs> aggressive. It is so loud it is so loud like I can't if I'm on a zoom and and it's happening they're like mute your microphone who's who's next to you screaming it's so loud so like I have no choice but to turn you know like my lemons into vodka you know it's like they have no other choice and that is what I've done and I like to think if they watch videos they would think it was funny I never show faces you on don't. purpose yeah, because you don't. like he's i don't know these people and his children like that is weird so <laughs> so that's I, that
0: this is what is tough in the comedic realm is that it is not appropriation because you're not then in my opinion you're not saying you're russian you're not making fun of the fact that they are not from here or that no. they're like you're just it's literally the
1: facts of the it's, situation it's, it's what it is in yeah. fact i actually really thank god it's in another language whatever other language it is because you can tune it out because I can tune it out if it was in English it would be a problem yeah so I'm very thankful
0: and so now that you're no longer working from home it's obviously
1: you miss it obviously I miss it but like uh I'm usually home by five and that is like goodbye time you know so like if birth (laughs) and bizarrely this summer most birthday party ever so like i think maybe they cram them all into summertime because yeah, now it's dark out you know so like, oh so they're like you were born in october tough shit we're, celebrating, were celebrating in july like yes it's like yeah but you know i got to know their names like my favorite student is michael oh getting into trouble people is he? always yelling at michael always <laughs> but all the little kids want to play with michael they're Aww. always like yelling like michael michael play you know like but adults always like michael you know so <laughs> I love it.
0: All right, I'll well, stop there. No, I love it. Find him on Instagram for that because it's the, mo- it's the most fun. Okay, so just so that we can get us up to today. So you had said that your life had taken a bit of a pivot during this time. So you are an actor, you're mm-hmm. a comedic actor, but um, get us up to today. So you're not doing improv at the moment. What are you doing right now? Right.
1: So right now I'm a producer at SiriusXM. I my work on Radio Andy. Andy Cohen has a channel. I work on his channel. And it was just kind of a weird career shift. And I kind of fell into it. And, um, and it's been cool and it's, you know, I think, uh, for an actor job is a four letter word Hello. (laughs) and I feared like having, I'd never had a corporate job. I'd never, I hadn't had a full-time job in a long time and I just was really nervous about how I would feel artistically and emotionally about it. Any corporate America person listening to this is like, oh, get over it. (laughs) And I get that. I do understand that. But like from, but artists just think in a bit of a different way. And I just, I got a little nervous and I was very pleasantly surprised to realize I was in a job that allows me to get to be artistically creative and really encourages it. And I specifically work on a show where my input is uh, is seen as valuable. So getting to be part of the radio show is really fun. And it is like actor adjacent, you know? I, it's what I'm doing now. And, and I'm curious to see where this journey goes. I really have no clue. But I think any artist, no matter what your medium is, has been in a situation where you've kind of taken a turn and you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. I'm just not really sure how long I'm going to do it, but I'm enjoying it. So I'll just see where this goes. hundred um, percent. And, and that's kind of how I feel right now. And I, you know, and I, and I, 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 I'm paying into a 401k. I mean, I never mm-hmm. thought that was going to happen. How adult of you? I, I have health insurance. What? I have a co-pay. What? I mean, it's like... Can I get a job here? I know. It's very alluring. You I know? mean, the that's el- sexy as hell. It's strong. It's. I'm like, how am I ever going to turn my back on this? I mean, in the dating game, too, you get to pitch like, yo, I have health insurance. I know. And instantly... You I know, but you know, it's interesting you say that because I do feel a little behind in the dating game. Wait, why? Because I'm almost 40 and it's my first kind of corporate America job. So I feel like... I've there are people that have been doing this for 15 plus years and I'm just learning the ins and out of corporate America I'm like I'm not an idiot I've worked this whole time but I've it's corporate and so like like you have to wear clothes when you go to work I'm just <laughs> kidding, no, no, but, but it, you know like there are things that I I'm learning for the first time but I like learning and it, it's an interesting adventure and um yeah I'm glad for you thank That's you a, I think it's a good thing I mean, All right. it feels like a good thing it feels like the right thing and I don't know that I believe in kind of fate or that kind of stuff, but it feels if I had to kind of like get to this spot, I would have never been able to get here on my own. It just kind of the world pushed and poked me in this direction. And this is where I am now. And, 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 and thank you to the world or whatever <laughs> thanks, makes world. those decisions.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. It's crows, him, her, them, whatever yeah, it might be. It's genderless crows or non-binary oh, crows. Could be.
1: What do we know? What we do we don't know?
0: know? I'm not, I'm, I think it is crows are scary. Okay. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed your apps. We're going to move on to the entrees after a quick break. Take that break. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) Now we're going to move on to the entrees. Okay, now Jameson. This is the speed round of questions. I keep calling it a speed round because that's just automatically what comes out of my mouth. But I want you to tell stories. So I have to find a different okay. way to say
1: that. But I. Is there like a ticking timer? Yeah, I will okay.
0: punch you in the face if it goes too long. Cool. How about that? So the ticker is just whatever I'm feeling. Cool. Okay, great. What was your first job ever where the government was taking taxes out? So some people have said like paper route or babysitting,
1: right. fine, but like. Where the government was involved. The first job where the government was involved, and you can check my taxes, I'm not hiding anything, (laughs) uh, was a camp counselor at the camp I went to as a kid. Shout out uh, Livingston Recreation Camp, and uh, it was a three-hour day in the summer for six weeks, and I loved being a camp counselor. I hated being a camper but I loved being a counselor.
0: That's because you, you're you like a leader.
1: I am a shiny. leader, but also they split up the boys and the girls. And so it was like me and all boys all day. And as you can probably guess, chaos. I just did not have a ton in common with boys my age as a kid. Yeah. And so it was a little, all, all boys want to do, I don't know if it's still that way, is play dodgeball. And just oh. beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> I happened to also be a bit of a chubby kid, so I was slow. I have no athletic ability. It was just, un- I was gay. It was just a nightmare.
0: Wait, you're a beanpole now. You were a yeah, chubby just kid? Yeah, like
1: puberty worked out for me.
0: Apparently it did. Yeah. Good job yeah. you. Thank hit, you. Hit that lottery. I'd rather Thank be you. a beanpole now than fucking then. <laughs> Did you know, this is not related, but like, did you know your sexual
1: identity you at that have age? You can't ask someone that, came. You That's can't? A really, no, I'm kidding. Is it really? I was, just I'm oh, totally was like, oh I'm my not, God, I'm a, a terrible, No, 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 no. At that age, I didn't know. You I did knew it. I was different. I just didn't know what it was because I just didn't have the framework to understand it. Yeah, but you but totally- I knew like, I would rather be with my sticker books or braiding bracelets instead of playing dodgeball and getting punched in the face with a ball. But you know, in my parents' defense, like my brothers went there and also it was good physical activity and I, there was no physical activity I liked. So it was, it was only three hours a day. It was a good thing to do. And I love, again, I loved being a counselor there.
0: So why, why would you then be attracted to the job of a
1: counselor? If you had such a miserable experience as a camper, what would make you want that job? Um, a good question Thank I guess you. it's like I like leading and so I like yeah, you're yeah I, I'm like I do well being in charge and and I like helping I've taught I've worked with kids for a long time I babysat I've taught kids and it's it is nice to feel like you're helping a kid have fun oh I yeah guess. But I or guess like it's bringing yeah. joy into a kid's life yeah
0: yeah I uh I was a day camp director and I fucking hated it so <laughs> good I'm glad you had fun okay so it was the first job ever how now we have to be a little bit careful, audience, about naming some things. Thirteen
1: inches. <laughs>
0: oh wait, <laughs> good shaft or no shaft? So we have to be a little bit careful naming actual names. Mm-hmm. So when I ask the next question, we can be, uh, we can just sort of hover above what they kind of are. So how many customer service jobs have you had?
1: A handful, I guess. I would say about. Five, about five or five, Jemison. We need the the audience cares. Well, you know it's funny. Before you got here, I was thinking three, and then I mentioned another job, and you're like, "Oh, that's one." And I was like, "Oh, okay, four I don't know. I've had I've done so you know, lot of jobs. jobs, Yeah, but like consistent jobs, I'd say about five.
0: Okay. So the thing is, is like the 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 spoiler alert that I try to explain to everyone that will listen is I literally think. Almost every job on the planet could be some, some faction of it involves customer service short okay. of maybe not being a NASA astronaut.
1: Okay. Then, then 55, 55. <laughs> Probably about there perfect. we go. Just added a five, 55. A lot of WG. Perfect. A lot of 1099s. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm ready to just be rich. Okay. Which was your favorite of the 55? One of my best jobs ever was, uh, and also in high school, Yeah, I worked at a cider mill, like an old fashioned, pressing cider, selling apples, selling pies, the Netiak Cider Mill in Livingston, New Jersey, Wait, that sounds amazing. It was as amazing as it sounds. Family run and owned. And, you know, we were family friends with the people who owned it, the Oxes. And (laughs) they are lovely people. And it was just such a cool, different experience. And I never, I was never part of pressing the cider, but I was part of jugging the cider. I made donuts. I worked in the store, sold the apples, sold the pies. I would sneak in the back and I would eat the raw crumb from the apple crumb pies. So Hell
0: good. yeah, that's good.
1: So good. It was also a physical job. So that's a good job for me because I'm a bit of a, like a wuss and a wimp. And so it was good for me to be like lifting crates of apples and it was cold, you know, it was always cold. And when we weren't in the store that was cold, we were in the cooler that was cold. So, um, I did that for a bunch of years and it was just such a cool, unique job and a lot of happy memories there. The Cider Mill no longer exists.
0: Damn it, I was just about to
1: ask that, Yeah, it closed, but I'll tell you for a long time, my most recurring dream was of the Cider Mill.
0: Wait, what does that mean?
1: Like, uh, well, what happened is my boss passed away, Mr. Ox, and so I would, and that kind of was the end of the Cider Mill. And I just would have a lot of recurring dreams about him. I have a lot of vivid dreams. So I would have a lot of vivid recurring dreams about him and the cider mill. And it was just a really common theme in my dreaming. That was throughout college. Like he
0: would come say hi to you or you would just dream about experiences you had had?
1: Uh, Sometimes he was there. Sometimes he wasn't. But then it got to the point where I was having lucid dreams. I was dreaming about it so much that I knew when I saw him that it was a dream. And I was aware I was having a lucid dream, but that only happened a couple times.
0: That is so cool. God, I wish this podcast
1: was about that shit. I want to ask <laughs> you 600 questions. It was a cool job. I'm yeah. forever thankful and they're wonderful people.
0: So what was it about that job? Do you think it was also time in your life that made it amazing? Like, Is that a job you think you'd appreciate to the same degree now? Or do you think it truly was an amazing job?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question.
0: I'm um, good at this, James. I, I, I think just working as it. an
1: adult is so different because yes. it's survival. Yeah. You know, I was a kid. I was I that was that was extra money for me. I was also babysitting so at the I same would, time. Yes. So I would work there Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then I would work eight hours Saturday and Sunday, and babysit. Saturday night.
0: No, no. No, no, no. It
1: was a lot. I my parents weren't like you have to work. Like it was never that. But I wanted I've always been a saver. I like saving money. So, you know, I took that money to college. So wow. I um I just saved a bunch of I did buy a pair of Doc Martens. Ooh. Gay. Um, <laughs> um, so I I think it was a moment in time. And okay. I think it was an exciting time of life, you know, graduating high school and uh, becoming a man Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think it was a moment in time and, and in a way it's kind of nice that it that it existed and it no longer does it also was surrounded the holidays so like Thanksgiving was really big you know working on Thanksgiving leading up to Thanksgiving was so big and it was all hands on deck and it was just like pressing cider and jugging cider all day all night it was just such a Such a thrill and so synonymous with Thanksgiving for me for so long. So
0: did they have an orchard on the property
1: where they were creating their the apples were growing that they had access to? They got their apples from somewhere else. Fuck off. That's like what a way to lose money though. There just wasn't enough space. Oh, okay, okay. I think at one time there I mean, there were apple trees, but they did not yield enough fruit to sell.
0: Okay. And so the, when
1: when Mr. Ox passed away, mm-hmm. then did they close the business right away? So it was seasonal and he uh. passed away, I believe, in the spring and I don't think they yeah, they didn't open it up the next the next fall.
0: This is going to be a weird question. What did it smell like when you walked Great in? Great
1: question. Eee! Excellent question because the smell was so pungent, Mm -hmm. it would permeate clothes. So I had cider mill clothes that I left out on the porch because it was such a strong smell. Like I couldn't come in the house and like have those clothes inside. It was a great smell, but it was such a... You know, a sweet apple smell. And actually, one of the things that comes the closest, you won't be able to find it now because it's not in season anymore. Trader Joe's sells in the fall a honey crisp apple candle, and it smells just like the cider mill. Kate, I actually have it here. So I'll I'm gonna have you smell it before you leave. Yes, I will. But the first time I smelled it, the first thing I thought was this smells exactly like the cider mill.
0: Did now? I have heard this from people who have worked at Dunkin' Donuts or have worked anywhere that has strong smells in the space. When you smelled that, not now it's nostalgic. So I'm sure when you smell it, you're like, "Oh, I love it." Obviously, you bought the candle. But for periods of time after that job, when you would smell it, would you be like, "Oh, God, it's too much"?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was associated with work for a long time, but it it you knew where you were and it wasn't bad it was just such a unique strong smell yeah
0: and so you the clothes would absorb it so much that you literally couldn't walk into your home
1: no i would i would just cuz they would be in my room and then my whole room would smell like, like that like work yeah, I was like yeah. Nobody wants I mean, that. it's apples, but still, yeah, I would leave them on the porch. And when
0: you would, pr- what is the apple pressing, like, was that l- l- very laborious and heavy and hard
1: to do? I wasn't doing the pressing, so the press used this, you know, centuries-old press, so oh. you, you take, the way it works is you take apples and then you grind them into pulp, and then you layer the pulp on a cheesecloth. And then you put like a board on top of that. Then you put another cheesecloth down, put more pulp in that. You close the cheesecloth cl- up, put a board on top of that. So you have cheesecloth filled with pulp and then a board, cheesecloth filled with the pulp board. So you stack that 20, you know, high. Then you put a press on it and you press it down, we press should. cider. And then you just squeeze out all the juice. I mean, it's fresh juice. I mean, you can just go right under you know the spout and that's it oh my god would you ever drink it like straight as yeah were- it was oh, just god. good good but you gotta you can't drink too much apple cider wait why you know you can going to the bathroom a lot it'll make you shit uh, apples fiber yeah oh i didn't yeah, even yeah, yeah. think about that yeah yeah you can't you can't go hog wild on cider <laughs> As much as you want to.
0: Because <laughs> you might shit your pants.
1: You might shit your pants. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> okay. And to this day, when you drink cider now, are you like, ugh, this doesn't measure up. It's not the same.
1: It uh, No. A lot of... I mean, like apple juice doesn't taste like it, but a lot of ciders do come. They do... Come close. They really? taste good. Yeah.
0: Who's the best one right now?
1: Um, I don't have it often, but I listen. I'm a Trader Joe's stan guy. I, I just am love too. Their cider cider's is pretty good, good, right? Yeah. There's, there's probably some preservatives in it, which I don't yeah. love. but yeah. It's pretty close.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay. Wow. A lot of. I'm so sorry. We spent a lot of time talking about apples, but I was very <sighs> curious. Oh, calm down. Okay. So the uh, 55. That was your favorite. What was your least favorite of all the customer service jobs?
1: So it's interesting. I wasn't expecting to name this one until you said it was a customer service job. I hadn't thought about it because i've worked in retail and at restaurants and i hated <laughs> those jobs <laughs> so much kate they were not for me <laughs> however they paled in comparison to becoming a property manager Bump bump bum, bum, bum. yeah me now everything. a lot of actors do this job and a lot of you, I'm sure you probably know a bunch of people that have done yes, it. Yes, I do. It's a pretty like, com- I mean, obviously it exists all over the world, but it's very common in LA for actors to do it because typically you get free rent and it allows you free time to then pursue acting and whatever. In theory. I was in this weird kind of transition of life where I'd moved out of my old apartment. I was sleeping on that friend's couch that I moved out here with and I wasn't sure what was next and that one of our actor friends and our improv friends got got me connected. Very kind of her. I was seeking it out. And I thought, this is it. This is the answer to all my prayers. This is, is going to be it. The problem for me is that it was not in the greatest area. And the building was not kind of the nicest, which is fine. I've lived in all kinds of places as an adult. But I was still excited about it. I like organizing. And uh, it just very quickly turned bad. Because for me, and this is unfortunately when I learned this, my home is my safe place. It is my sacred place. It is my home in all sense of the word. And suddenly my home was my office and work never ended, like truly never, ever, ever ended. I never felt like I could never take a full sigh out because I never knew when the phone was going to ring or someone was going to knock on the door and these people did not give a shit. Now, conversely, if you're working in in a building where people are paying a lot of money, then they're very demanding of you as well. So, it's just kind of the lesser of the two evils. It's not necessarily that I was in like a crappier building and like these people were just insensitive. It's not that, I mean, rich people in a rich building are, could be even more aggressive with their wants and desires. So I just, I didn't like it. Where are you comfortable saying what part of town? That in was the like? heart of Hollywood, babe. Oh boy. The heart, H-E-A-R, capital T. Oh,
0: I mean, that were you dealing with a, a homeless, dangerous no. kind of situation? It no, it's not, actually that okay. was
1: not part of it. It was the people within the building. <laughs> It was the homed that were the issue.
0: <laughs> the unhoused left y'all it alone. It was the housed okay.
1: that were the issue. And it was just all kinds of personalities. And um,
0: would they knock 24 7?
1: Not really, but it was for me, it was the anxiety of the phone ringing. Oh, like, God. that's just the kind of person I am. Like, I'm always worrying about what's next. Unfortunately, that's just, it's, I'm dealing with it. I'm working on it. It's, it's <laughs> leave me. him alone. It has its pluses in my life, too. <laughs> um, I'm alive. I haven't broken many bones, you know, like it's. <laughs> um, so it just was, again, like the organizational aspect of it, I liked. I liked that I was kind of helping people but it just it just there were emergencies there's emergencies all night long even if you're a nice person there's just emergencies that happen all night long and the, I had to answer the phone how many units in the building I had 40 on-site oh. units and then I had 20 off-site units no
0: yeah so you would have to go drive to those little yeah
1: it was close but it was enough to really take me over the edge oh I and can't that imagine. was a fancy building
0: oh and were they just demanding
1: as hell not all of them but there were a few and really it just takes you know one. one it really just takes one
0: what's the most outlandish thing you were like expected to take care of that you were like
1: um smoke alarm beep was going off and listen i'm sensitive to that like i i'm i can't sleep like it drives me crazy yeah and she called me like this off hours and the emergency line rang and i was like what's up and she's like yeah it's it's beeping and i was like well it's like beeping like it's going off, or like it's a low battery. She's like, "No, it's a low battery," and I was like, "Okay." Not an she's emergency. Like, so, I need someone to come here and change it. And I was like, "Well, change it yourself." Yeah. I don't know what it is. she's like, I can't reach it. And I'm like, well, what happened the last time? Like, how are you on earth? What are you doing? Are you paying your bills? Do you pay your taxes? Like Are you okay? Is there gas in your car? Like, have you sent gifts to your nieces and nephews? Like, what are you doing? How are you navigating this world?
0: Like, are you okay?
1: Take like and I'm such a I want to just take care of all the things I can take care of. I don't want to involve other people if I don't have to. God, they so totally that was weird, you. but I mean the cops had to get called. That was Wait, um, why? was a wacky. I moved in someone, unbeknownst to me, who was unfortunately suffering from mental illness. And I am, I am not a, a professional in this, but I'm gathering from this, it was some kind of alternate personality, schizophrenia type thing where he would interact with me in one way, but then in a complete other way where like, there were no traces of the other person. And I wasn't even the one to call the cops. Like multiple people had called. It got it got really uncomfortable and, and weird and, and and sad.
0: Yeah. Did it, did it get dangerous?
1: Um- well, you know, it's interesting, you, you know, uh, the, the cops came, but you, a person can't be arrested unless their life is in danger or you feel your own life is in danger. And, and I, and I did not feel as though my life was in danger and I hadn't been threatened and this person didn't threaten to harm themselves. And so it just was what it was.
0: So how long did he live there?
1: I left shortly after that. Smart. So <laughs> You're like, this I, is my swan song. I felt song. bad and, um, uh, maybe things calmed down. I don't really know what happened after that, and uh, I I I feel I feel bad that I I don't know if I like brought that upon all those people in that building. That certainly was not my goal. I thought I was actually helping out someone, and and it just it backfired.
0: So how did he, how was he able to control it during the sort of interview process and like showing him the apartment <laughs> I and stuff?
1: Don't know. It was out of this world it was out of this world it was out of this world so th- so that was the most extreme did you ever have any like DV uh domestic violence stuff that you had to no I didn't have that I did have like some weird voodoo witch business immediately tell me where a one person thought that their neighbor was yeah well they told me that the former manager had let vampires into their unit so they couldn't let people in anymore yeah, it's weird. People are weird. Hoarder situation. No. Hoarder like yeah.
0: Wait, wait, we're gonna go back to the hoarder in a okay. second. But wait, wait. This person so I wanna get clear on the vampires. So this person said, Vampires are living with me right now, so no, you can't no, 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 come no, no, in. No.
1: Someone brought vampires in at a different point, so they don't like strangers in their home because someone prior to like a building manager like myself had sure. had led a vampire like in in the guise of a plumber or, you know, electrician or something.
0: I mean, There probably are vampires masquerading as, you know, uh, blue collar workers. Who's to say? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I can't disprove it.
1: I can't disprove it
0: so yeah. and then the hoarder situation so would that have because I never know how this works I know how it works if it's in the city and you own a home mm-hmm. and you become what's considered a nuisance or something oh, or a, someone's
1: watching A&E okay <laughs> I
0: love that show <laughs> uh, but they don't address the real issues yeah, that's why they I go know. back to it anyway so I know how it works with the city but I don't know how it works with an individual tenant so were you did you go in
1: or did you have to go in and say you need to leave no 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 essentially I I was there to kind of document the situation so you can't just I mean yay for renters you can't just kick someone out of their apartment yeah. which is good news but how or however and <laughs> however however when Fancy it's a bunch. situation where that's the situation unfortunately you can't just tell that person like you gotta shape up or ship out and you have to just document it over a, a fair amount of time and then and then seek legal counsel
0: so did you, in situation, maybe not specifically that situation, but if you ever had a situation where you had to document and or kick someone out, did you ever feel unsafe?
1: No, I didn't feel unsafe, but I felt dirty. Oh. I like, I like, I no joke. I walked into the shower with all my clothes on. You're kidding I me. I felt, I felt, I felt, I felt really gross.
0: And, and that was specifically for the hoarder situation? Yeah, it was really gross. So could did it have an odor?
1: It had everything. All the odors. Yeah. Did she have cats? Uh, This person did, uh, no, did not have animals. No animals. I don't, do roaches count as animals? Do they Mm. count as pets? No, they count as roommates. Okay, well, I had had a lot of roommates, really (laughs) splitting that rent like a (laughs) hundred- Maybe even 5,000 ways.
0: Which, see, in that case, that's what I don't understand in an apartment building. Because it's not like a roach is like, oh, just this unit. The roaches scatter. So as a a property owner, I would be like, yo, we have to fumigate. And if you can't fumigate, you got to get out. Yeah,
1: you know, um, that person actually did not bother me that much. And so it was something that I had to deal with and then got higher than me. And then I was happy to pass it off. Oh, okay. It didn't affect my day to day, thankfully. Who was the worst uh tenant you ever had to deal with? Oh, the worst one I had to deal with. Um, it, it was that that guy. It was it was that it was that. Yeah, schizophrenic is pretty yeah, intense. It was. It was I just didn't have the tools to deal with it. And I didn't want to be I wanted to I wanted to help the situation and then I didn't know how to do that.
0: Do the property owners have your back in those situations? Yeah, totally. Oh, okay, well that's yeah. good.
1: Everyone was on board with trying to do what was safe and right and correct and and Nobody again had. I I, I kind of left it in their hands and it's something that kind of sticks with me like I'm not that kind of person to just be like it's your problem now yeah but uh, I don't know whatever happened I I hope he got the help he needed and I sure. hope I hope people are living peacefully in that building sure. there were some fun moments I did getting I did really enjoy getting to see the ins and outs of of that all it was interesting it certainly was a career. Sure, And I learned a career in a, in a short amount of time.
0: How long did you do
1: it? <laughs> Only six months. I wouldn't have lasted longer either. I, after a couple weeks, I thought I can't do this. And that's not usually me. But I promised myself I would get to six months. It just was like kind of an arbitrary marker I made. And every single day, every single day, I said to myself, it's not forever. It's just for now. Wow. As I, I just didn't really, I didn't have anything else. And I didn't really know what I was going to do next. So I just thought... I'm just going to kind of swing on this vine until I find the next vine, which I ended up finding. Which, we, yeah.
0: And as an actor, what I don't understand is because I had a property manager in one of my buildings that was also an actor and he would actively go out and audition. And I just always wondered, you know, what if you get a phone call that's like, you need to be here immediately and you're on your way to Santa Monica to audition?
1: There, there is a, I think I, w- I got my buildings to a point at six months where I thought, okay, I've, I've got this under control. And I could have seen it being a position where I just had to do a lot of work to get it set up. And then the rhythm was set and we could live in Peacefully. a peaceful state. Mm. So I do think people who do this just get their buildings to a into a good rhythm. I have a really good friend who's done this for I, probably over a decade. And it works. But it's him and his wife. So uh. part of it is having a teammate involved. Um, I think that's a big part of it. And, uh, and they've kind of trained their building. I I don't think I set good enough boundaries and that's something I've learned. Well, I learned a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so you did that. And were you also able to see like, oh, I can see how this eventually would be something somebody likes or was
1: it just a tolerable? You need to be able to turn it off. And I couldn't. Yeah. And that's my own, that's my own personality. I just, there are people who are capable of doing that. And I'm envious of doing it. I can't do it. It, When something is somewhat encompassing, it is all encompassing and it's hard for me to separate it. But I think that's also, again, artists, guys, we're (laughs) talking about (laughs) art here, people. Are you feeling, are you tapped into the art? You know, so like I'm, I just, I can't separate it. And Mm. I worked on, I'm like, just separate it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And if I could have I probably would still be at the job. Really? Did yeah. you get free
0: rent? I did. There're oh. a lot of perks to it. Yeah, but were you also paid or was it just free rent?
1: There're different versions of it. So I got paid a little. The version I was, so there's different scales based on the kind of building you have and the amount of units you have at, at least at this company. And uh, so I had kind of a kind of a hybrid version.
0: Oh yeah, I don't think I could do it. I'm I'm 100% the same way. If it's, it was really nice not paying rent. I mean, that's great until it's and and, and let me tell you this much I have had some situations that were quote-unquote free.
1: Nothing's free. You know, I you know, but in I, some way. I got to tell you, I ran that air conditioner like oh, I, I bet was you did. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I was just You're like,
0: like, it's 52 degrees outside. AC still on. Yeah, I don't give a fuck.
1: No, I'm not paying for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So that was your least favorite. What's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst on the clock?
1: Oh, God. I've done a lot of personal assistant work, <laughs> which has generally actually gone very well yeah um but it's personal are you able to say anything um i'm not no i'm not no i didn't sign an nda but it's just not i'm not willing i'm not not gonna say but it it, um it uh yeah there's just a lot of not necessarily things i was asked to do but things i saw Ah. that i was surprised about like i'm 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 really just your employee I don't know that I should be seeing (laughs) this kind of thing. (laughs) But um, again, generally, it was a very positive experience. And again, I learned a lot about myself and I learned about boundaries. Mm. There's a theme to this. I actually feel like I have good boundaries, Kate. I I do. Uh Um, But yeah, there were definitely some moments where I was like, huh, I did that. I did." And and again, I would not have done something I wasn't comfortable doing. I always felt comfortable saying no if I felt uncomfortable. And there were times where I was like, "I'm, I'm not comfortable doing that um no I won't call your coke dealer
0: that's not something <laughs> no, I okay like, like that
1: but the, I mean I don't know like buying tampons is always kind of like
0: yeah. oh that, that doesn't really even weird? feel
1: like it doesn't feel it just feels kind of silly you know for oh. me
0: and you is that something you said no to no 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 I did it oh you did
1: it yeah I but did you just it felt weird doing it
0: yeah Oh, that's okay. That's honest. But it's
1: a, a, a very reasonable thing. I mean, like, let's normalize that women have their periods. I mean, Hello. It's happening.
0: Yeah, it is happening. It's happening. It's currently Right, now. It's right <laughs> in this minute. Uh oh, shit, I'm on your couch. Oh, it's gross. I mean,
1: if it happens, it happens. Okay. <laughs> You're so nice. Not your fault.
0: Okay. So that's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do uh, personal assisting stuff that we can't really get I, into. I,
1: I think that was like the most unique, not like weirdest or like scariest, but kind of the most unique situation I've been in. There, there probably is something. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it was involved in that world. Okay.
0: Understand that. Okay, understood is what I meant to say. Was there an incident that ever made them ask to speak to your manager at any of your jobs? Oh
1: my god.
0: Yes.
1: So okay, so my I've had one count them, one Uno. restaurant job. Okay. It was a fancy restaurant. Oh boy. Uh, And Rich clientele Rich clientele I had to wear a suit Good God To serve food Well I was a A host Oh I can see why They put you at the front So they were uh, You know the um, The servers were in In uniforms and I was a host, I later made it up to Mater D. Yeah, Whoop-whoop. I am that kind of person. <laughs> that I liked because- You're in charge. I like being in charge and I also liked, um, I like figuring out the table flipping. It's like math, you know? Like sure. if I see these people at this table at five, I'm gonna need this table again at eight. Like this will flip in time, but this won't flip in time. So I liked that, it felt like algebra to me. Ugh. Okay, day one. I'm still in my training shift. Maybe day two, I'm still training. You know tables have numbers. Yeah you know, so you have to learn. well, you know. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> people who don't know, table, tables are numbered in, in restaurants, and like that's how people at work that work at the restaurant speak to each other. Do this at table 33, this at table 41, this at two. So they said, t- seat them at table, whatever. I sat them at the wrong table. Oops. Now, they made me go back and move them, which actually in retrospect, Ooh. I think they shouldn't have made me do, or my boss should have done 100 percent. Anyway, whatever, I just said yes, and I went back and I moved the table. And this one woman was like... Incensed. Wow. (laughs) You must be really embarrassed, end quote, end quote. Wow. This is really embarrassing for you, isn't it? And I just kind of like was like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah. So, okay, sat them at the right table, thought it was over. Kate, it wasn't over. Oh, my God. So a couple weeks go by, and my boss, who got me this job and was a really cool, probably still is a very cool guy... (laughs) I nah, just was he pulled me aside and he's like hey I, I I have to tell you this as the manager you know that woman that night actually ended up writing a letter Fuck about that experience
0: off. <laughs> Fuck and I was off. like
1: she wrote a letter about me seating her at the wrong table and he's like yeah she did now I'm not gonna lie I've written a letter or two. But not over but something really like that. But I really reserve them for the moment that deserves the letter. You know, <laughs> sometimes you just have to write that letter. But I'm talking about a, a big injustice. <laughs> Which I'm going to ask This you just didn't feel like that a, big of an injustice. It was to her. But what I came to realize is at this restaurant, there were two kinds of people. There were super rich people that were just having a meal. And like normal people that work really hard for their money and were about to drop a ton of their hard-earned money on this meal. And they, not all of them, some of them felt what came with spending that money was also treating people like shit. God. And that didn't always happen. In fact, the wealthier people were the kinder, more generous people. It was the people like the ordinary people like you and me that there was just this thing that happened where it was like I'm here I'm dropping a load of money and I'm getting what I want which I think we've all experienced in a way where like we've spent a lot of money on a trip and then you know it's like it didn't go as planned and you're like I spent I saved for so long so I can appreciate it but also like Lady, if that was the worst problem of the last two weeks of your life, you are hashtag blessed. (laughs) Like everyone relax.
0: So she writes a letter and the manager speaks to you and then you still ended up promoted in the company. Yeah, the manager was like,
1: this is BS. I just have to tell you about it because it happened. I don't know. Maybe I had a file. I don't know. And then life kind of just carried on there. But um, Did, did you ask
0: to see it? I didn't. Oh, I would have. I would have been like, let me read this. Well, it would have just made me angry. I was younger and it was a different time. I need to understand a situation in which you would write a letter or have written a letter. You don't have to tell me where if you don't want to.
1: Okay. Here's something that's like been irking me. I'm one of those CBS, CBS, CVS coupon people. So I go to this, I I save up my coupons. I double coupon. I triple, I quadruple coupons. Like I'm big (laughs) with the coupons. I save them. I have online coupons. I have printed coupons. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Inevitably, when I go, some of the coupons don't work. And that irks me because then a manager has to be called over. And I say, how embarrassing for you. No, I would never. (laughs) I I feel bad for them. And I say, I'm sorry. You know, this happens all the time. I don't know why they're issuing these coupons if it's such a big deal. And they're like, yeah, we know it's really weird. So I sent an email and I said, hey, not for nothing. If you can't honor the coupon, just don't issue it. Yeah, like it's so easy. Because it's putting everyone in a weird spot. I'm, I'm in a weird spot because now I've, I'm like an asshole is asking to see the manager and they're in a weird spot. You're, you're putting your employ you're setting your employees up to fail because now the cashier can't handle it. They have to call over a manager. Like everyone's losing in this situation. So just don't can, issue it. Just don't issue it. And then I don't need to use it. So I'm not like yelling at people and telling them they need, they need to die. <laughs> I'm just saying like, Hey, this is what's happening. So that, that did that. Was, I think that was my most recent email. Wait, did you get a response? I did. I got a very nice response, like, "Oh, we'd love to talk you with you more about this issue." And I said, "It's I, I've told you my issue. Your employees are doing a great job. They're doing as best they can. Your corporate has to figure something else out." Like, and, and I let it be. I, I didn't want to keep going.
0: Yeah, you're like, I, I've actually told you. I wasn't mm-hmm.
1: looking to get anything out of it. I just thought, don't issue the coupon if you're if not. you can't honor it. Yeah, if you can't. Full honor stop. It.
0: That's it. I get that. What is the last straw that got you out of any of these jobs? Because you said you hated retail and you hated restaurants. So was there like a moment or an incident where you were like, fuck this, I'm out? Or were the exits kind of graceful and you were just like, I'm just done?
1: The exits were somewhat planned. I kind of never left one without, like I mentioned before, like swinging on a vine. Like I never left one vine without seeing the other one in front of me I just never really knew what was going to happen so there was never a big like PA like ding 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 attention Walmart shoppers <laughs> like my manager's a jerk um although wouldn't that be so fun so fun so much have so you ever fun. done that no but I wish I know those not- videos are fun look them up yes yeah, so there was never a big thing although I was that management job I had I'd given them I'd given them two weeks or or, or something And they came back and they're like, you're welcome. I lived there. They're Like, well, you know, you're welcome to stay the two weeks, but we'll actually like have someone take over in a week. So I was like, okay. So I thought in my mind, like, I've got two weeks and like maybe three days into that, I was, I looked around my apartment that night and I was like, if I hustle, I can get everything out of this apartment tomorrow. And that's what I did. And I just got out. I, I left under the veil of darkness. Like... Holy I needed, shit. I needed to get out of there. Wait, it so messed you, up my brain.
0: I it's I would have messed up mine too. As yeah. soon as you said you had no peace in your home, I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, it messed me up yeah. for a little while. Wait, so you packed all of your shit in less than 24 hours?
1: Um, Maybe it was two days. I think I did like piecemeal like... <laughs> like a drug mule, like <laughs> just a little bit at a time. So no one really noticed. Wait,
0: where'd you but put it all in a storage unit? I put it in a storage unit. Yeah. You brilliant son of a, I'd him.
1: saved my boxes. Cause I'd only moved six months prior to that. Oh, you knew, I knew, you know, I just wasn't yeah. sure. I always save boxes for at least a few months. Yeah, I do too. And, um, yeah, I, I, I you know, I don't regret it because like every experience is like, not ours. you know, like it teaches it does, us something. And I'm like so thankful the lessons I learned. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm glad I did it. It was an interesting step. It wasn't for me. It's for some people. Um, it really wasn't for me. I'm, I'm shocked at how not it was for me. <laughs> it was a dark time of life.
0: Yeah. Did you ever like contemplate leaving before the six months? Like, oh, yeah. Then why did you, why the arbitrary six months?
1: I just didn't have anywhere to go. And then Oof. kind of that last month, all those things happened with that guy. And I, I guess that was it. And I just thought, I can't do that. I'm just not. The universe I, was like, get me. out of this, yeah. Jameson. Get this out of not, this. I can't do this. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to. I'm either. not equipped.
0: So everything else was sort of, as far as exits go, everything else was sort of well thought out, planned, etc. So there was no, there was no flip a table, get out. No. Okay. No. And have you ever told a customer to fuck off? I already know the answer is no. Now, maybe not in those words, but have you ever like, oh my gosh, bless your hearted someone?
1: No, I don't think I have.
0: Really? No. You are too nice.
1: Not my speed. God, you've not worked at a comedy club.
0: (laughs) What would you say to someone if you could?
1: Wow, you must be so embarrassed (laughs) right now. This must be <laughs> really <it> up. embarrassing <laughs> so for you. <laughs> I just, I want to, I want to take it back, you yeah.
0: know? How many bodily fluids have been on your person whilst on the clock? You've never bartended, so, but you did work at a hoarder situation, so did I you? I
1: did, so I'm going to say, oh, I'm, I babysat a lot, so oh, there's but poop kid, and pee. Yeah, kid stuff, I don't, yeah, I don't think vomit, possibly, Yeah. possibly vomit, kids, so I'm going to say like a loose, a loose three. loose three. Loose, okay. yeah
0: and spit so
1: maybe lose four oh spit yeah. oh yeah have you ever been no 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 on- no. but like close talkers like that was great man like it's <laughs> like like Ugh. please stop thanks but uh do you tip of course how much oh 20
0: okay do you ever tip more than that
1: um i don't think i do
0: okay is that okay is yes okay? of course 20 okay. a lot okay because a tip is a gift as i say on the podcast all the time do you ever not tip
1: Oh, God. Okay. So I go back and forth with this. Like, <laughs> are we going to be tipping everywhere? Like, again, this is the problem. We're either tipping, you know, that's why it irks me when people get mad. And this happens for Americans in foreign places, but when foreigners don't tip and people are like, <laughs> how dare <laughs> you? People don't know, they don't know. And this similar thing, if Americans are in another country where, like, you tip the your teacher or I don't know, whatever. Yeah. If you don't know, you don't know. Right. So, I mean, people just don't know.
0: But also in other countries, they're paid a livable wage to work at the restaurant that they Fair work at or hopefully. the, in theory. Yeah. I, I guess I could only speak for Europe and from what I've been told and what I experienced when I was there it was like, oh no, we're making like enough to like buy property. So you okay, don't well, let me need tell you to you this us. I'm
1: not tipping my Starbucks barista. You are not. I am tipping my favorite coffee shop barista because I. What's the difference? Because well, this started in pandemic. I wanted, I really wanted to invest. I really love it. it's a little mom and pop shop. I love it. I love their coffee. I wanted to do a little Shout part. Shout
0: out. What are they? What's their name? Javista on Javi- Sunset. Javista love on Sunset. Javista.
1: Okay. Love an ice americano with lots of ice. Everyone there's super friendly, and I wanted to do just like a little part to like send a little bit of extra money their way. They made it through pandemic. Yay! I just love them. Okay, so why will you tip there and not Starbucks? because i it's it feels less corporate i guess
0: okay so the tip is the for you is the uh, support of the business it's less the support of the individual staff member both like i would okay.
1: imagine i don't think that starbucks at barista is seeing that tip i don't think so if it's on a card
0: they allegedly do, but it's on their paychecks and it's a whole thing. Okay, and like they, yeah. so it's like it, yeah, I don't really, I don't entirely know cause I've never worked at Starbucks, but from what I was told, it's tip pool and it's on their checks and the corporation decides how much yeah anytime I'm in my own experience anytime a manager like especially in a tip pool experience anytime a manager has cash on hand every time this has happened to me they're taking some off the top and Mm. it's very frustrating because yeah so
1: it's kind of I mean listen at a restaurant no matter what kind of restaurant I'm on I'm at I'm tipping I'm tipping when my hair gets cut I'm tipping You tip
0: the dry cleaners. I saw a tip jar to dry cleaners and I almost lit the whole building on fire. Uh, I don't, I was I like, what am I tipping you? For? I don't
1: own things that have to be dry cleaned. <laughs> I send them into the washing machine and I say a prayer and I say, I hope I see you on the other side. And if I don't, it wasn't meant to be.
0: <laughs> okay. So is there an incident though that, that would make you not tip the server? In a, in a situation that you would have normally given 20%. Yeah.
1: If it was a, if it was bad service, what is, and what I'm is talking bad about bad service, like it's your fault server. Tell me. Like if it's like a kitchen issue or it's a greater kind of like we were flooded, we didn't expect it, like an act of God or something then, and I feel like the server's doing the best they can. I would never hold it against the server. But if I felt like the server, the server personally had something going on and was they were taking it out on me, then I, that would affect their tip.
0: Give me an example
1: like maybe the meals are taking a little long and we check in and the server's like you know you don't need to check in with me you know like you had a server say that no you. but I'm, I'm just like giving oh, an I example you. okay okay if they were like i'm sorry the kitchen's backed up i'd be like i get it I've been here before like, yeah like I, this happens yeah but if i felt like i was getting an attitude
0: okay so don't cop an attitude with you never go to a comedy club just i'm just telling you we cop attitudes like it's going out of style and it's not but worth I don't it think, but i think i would
1: get the vibe of what's happening there i hope
0: maybe but some people take advantage like i was a bitch more than i needed to be Do you think it affected your tips 100 percent. i got stiffed more there than oh. i ever have been in my life
1: did it make you want to be less of what no you thought was no a bitch?
0: Okay. no because that environment was miserable and toxic and all those things uh have you ever been listen to episode one everyone <laughs> Flash have you button.
1: ever have you ever been stiffed in a job where you were working in a tipped position? Okay, so this is a big thing for me. Not tips, but it's a, it's a big thing for me that you pay employees for the job they do. Or you Facts. pay people for the work they do. So, like when I was an assistant, I wrote a lot of checks out and if it was like, Oh, what do I need to pay? I'd always be like, this job was done. This person needs to be paid. That was a big thing for me. Yeah. Similarly, I've been at jobs where the paycheck didn't show up. And I've said, and I've stood up for myself, then one needs to be issued right now. Like if it's a direct deposit, and there was a mistake, I'd say like, well, then one needs to be issued today. I'm big about that you have to pay people for the work that they have done. Mm. Um, but I don't know that I've ever been stiffed on a tip situation i don't think so. you don't remember getting a zero
0: good for no, you you're good, at, so. you're good at your I job but i
1: never really like that restaurant job was the closest i came and i i was part of a tip pool okay so I, there was never like a thing where i looked at the receipt and it was zero percent tip and you am like, you're like oh Fuck my God. This place. okay yeah.
0: and you've had to have someone issue you a check on the spot before
1: I've had to demand the money show up sooner than later. Like wow. they'd be like, well, we'll just wait for the next cycle. I'm like, no, I'm going to need it sooner than that. Good for then you. I have to like print out a printed check and like well, mail it. Do you know
0: the legality of that? Like, is that, I mean, because I, are we, is there some sort of loophole where they I don't, don't know? And neither.
1: I, um, I mean, again, like shit happens. Yeah. And maybe whoever deals with the finances forgot to put my thing in. Okay, fine. I get it. Like but humans you, make mistakes. Me. Yeah. Like, okay. But now make it right. Yeah. That's now right. you know. Okay. When you know better you do, do better. better now you yes. know now you know
0: have you ever been fired from a customer service job I'm sure the answer is no
1: have I have you ever been fired been, full stop I've been let my position has been eliminated that's different though um have i been fired like uh, something happened and
0: the manager walked over and was like you gotta go no never I didn't think no so.
1: although my first job which this would have been before the camp counselor job I was going to work in a dentist office and I showed up for my first day and they're like we already replaced you and I was like I didn't even start yet they're like you didn't show up last week I was like I was on vacation I told you it was a weird I was a kid it was really weird that is very odd it was really weird show up last week fuck off yeah I was like I and I've got a good memory and I was like and I'm, and you know, good for myself. Now that yeah. I think about it, I was like, you were standing there. Good you. For were you. standing there. I was standing there, and I told you that like it was happening. It wasn't. It didn't just show up. Like, can
0: you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Like, I understand being told people...
1: off by a little gay sixteen-year-old. No, <laughs> with braces. D-
0: good for you. For oh, you had braces. Of that course, makes it extra and harsh. Ashley
1: and the whole thing. Oh, I mean, yes. I would not have been. I would not have been rude about it but no. i would have said like no i know i'm right
0: no i'm more meant can you imagine being the adult in that situation and like trying to s- tell him what for and then the shame you'd be covered in being like oh my god he probably did tell us he's going on vacation know.
1: it was also my childhood dentist it wasn't like a stranger
0: oh that's the worst it did you find for- a new dentist was it the last visit it was
1: a pd pedi- it was a pediatric dentist so I was- yes i had transitioned into the adult dentist for the then. braces yeah, so it was just a really... When I think back on that, I think, what a weird... Creepy situation. Just weird, like weird adult behavior. You know, yes. as a kid, you don't get it. Yes. But uh, now I'm an adult and I look back on that and I think that was a weird position to put me in and... 100%. Why? What happened? <laughs> what happened like, there? Like,
0: I can't imagine directly saying to a child, like, yeah. ooh, we've already replaced you. Yeah, it was so like, weird. Like,
1: what, what did you... Energy. What bitchy energy. What did you think happened? But I'll never... <laughs> I'll never know you'll never know but the good news is Kate I've forgotten about it clearly
0: and we're all over it and no one's mad that's good okay so last question in this section and I I mean I would imagine letter writing lady may answer this question but either the worst customer or or client that you can think of or an archetype of who would be the worst or what is the worst top to bottom um hold for LAPD (laughs) that's good when I'm rich and have a studio I'm still going to be mobile so that I can keep it real with myself and I can keep it real with the guests. It's real. It's keeping me humble.
1: It's never quiet.
0: Never. We it are It gets quiet at
1: night. Thankfully, actually, that you know, is we've huge. been blessed. We haven't heard the, the fire stations at the top of the daycare street. Oh, shut up. So is it really fire trucks? Although they don't run their sirens at night. Oh, they don't. That's no. so thoughtful. They, will, they wait till they get to the end of the street to run the sirens. That's really thoughtful. It is very thoughtful.
0: God bless. Hmm. Worst, customer. worst kind
1: of customer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I would go with what I said before. The yeah. one who's about to doesn't like have a lot of money at their free will and is about to drop a lot of money and feels like they can treat people like shit and are entitled. There's also a lot of people. I also want to say who don't have a lot of money and are about to spend a lot of money and are perfectly lovely people. That's right. So it can be done. It can be done. But
0: you're saying just the example of the worst is that yeah. style of personality. Yeah. OK, good. Well, folks, we're going to move on to the good stuff. We hope you saved room for dessert. What's, isn't that nice? I called it dessert. Do you get it? Because dessert is sugary and yummy. I love dessert. Yeah. Do you get why I called this section dessert? I'm asking for praise.
1: Oh yeah. Cause it's fun and it's sugary and it's great. <sighs> whatever. Cr- whatever. Fine. There's What's the night?
0: No, shut up. Jameson. I, mean, I <laughs>
1: want to do it. I just don't know what to say. Just <laughs> tell was- me what you want for your birthday and I'll get it for you. Please. I just don't
0: know what to say. Help. Happen. He threw his hands up and he's like curling his hair around his ear. What was the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you were working or a client or maybe an employer or something that you're like, oh, this was really lovely.
1: I had a, <laughs> I had an employer uh, during my assistant work who sent me to Barney's to Ooh. buy those super expensive Lalabo candles. Oh, I don't know if you're familiar with Lalabo, I'm Le Labo. not. It's super. I'm very poor. It's the rich. It's the Yay. rich. And uh, she said, um, "Just buy one for yourself. I missed your birthday. Why don't you just buy one for yourself?" Aww. So you know me being kind of like a bit of a frugal gourmet yeah. i thought okay i'm gonna buy it and then i'm gonna return it and i'm gonna take the money and do something else with it
0: i like your i like where your head's at well
1: wait kate just wait before oh god you <laughs> have your reaction um i got home that night and i looked at the candle and i thought you know what i'll never i'll never buy a 75 dollar candle for myself again i loved the scent of it and i kept it and Good. i burned it and every time i would burn it for an hour i would think that was ten dollars or like that, oh which is like unfortunately you. my personality Mine too. but um I got hooked on the scent and I still love the scent to this day and I ended up getting the cologne yes <laughs> I ended up Jameson. just going like <laughs> fully in when you get it made you the the label is uh personalized and they're like well what's your name because it'll be like made at at Barney's for Jameson Wow. and they're like well what's your name we'll put it on the label and I was like can you just put badass bitch and they're like yeah, we can. I'll die. So mine says like made at Barney's for badass bitch.
0: I love that so much. Is that on the outside of the candle?
1: It, no, no, I got the cologne. The cologne spray is same scent. Come on. But yes, the candle is personalized as well. Well, that, and I'm telling you, Kate, you will notice when you go into rich people's homes, their homes are littered with these little Labo candles. Really?
0: Is it just a flex? Because they're so expensive?
1: I guess. I, I once worked for this very wealthy woman and I w- walked in and the first thing I smelled was the smell. And it was like kind of like a horror movie where I like zoned in on one candle and then I looked over and it was like another candle and it was like zooming (laughs) on another (laughs) candle and I was like, there are six (laughs) candles in this one room. (laughs) It's $500 of candles.
0: Candles, can you? Imagine.
1: So anyway, it was a really sweet thing. Yes, and, that is very I'm sweet. I'm glad I kept it, and, uh, and 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 it was really sweet of her. Thank you. Shout and
0: out. Shout out to the nameless human. And you know what's lovely is that uh, Jameson has six of those candles in his apartment right now, and they're all burning. And thank you for you lighting can't. them. Well, I had to tell him. Well, they needed to know. I'm going
1: to take $100 bills and just <laughs> dip them in the wax. <laughs> use that as a whip. Listen,
0: you have a boudet. A boudet. I can't pronounce anything or make a joke. You have a bidet. So I you're very love fancy. I my bidet. Who doesn't? What's the best tip you have ever gotten? So when here? I worked at that
1: fancy restaurant, yeah. it was co-owned by the fancy chef. Okay. Who was the chef. And then just this very rich man. And every time that rich man walked into the threshold of that door, he would tip at the host stand a hundred bucks.
0: That would make me loyal in a weird way. Yeah, That's a weird I am
1: to- I'm, I'm hoping, I'm assuming when he was served, he also gave a high tip like on his I don't know if he had a it. bill, but it was very generous of him. I didn't really know the guy. That's kind of all I knew about him. Well, yeah, if
0: you're the co-owner. There's yeah. I just want to praise your ability to keep that anonymous. I'm just really impressed by how you're sidestepping, being specific. I'm not you're, looking to get sued. I know, but you're doing a really good job. I Am just, I? I, ho- I yeah, haven't you said are. too much. No, you haven't at all. Okay. No, that wasn't meant to make you or to or make you squeamish. It was actual praise. Okay, can we end this now? No. Um, okay, <sighs> what's the best time you've ever had at work?
1: you know you mentioned working on the cruise ship I guess that I mean it was a job I'm sure you talked to a lot of improv comedians who worked on cruise ship doing sketch and improv it is a mixed bag for people of prison and vacation
0: (laughs) Dwayne said the same thing (laughs)
1: and uh, I loved it I loved it you loved that
0: they had access to you all the time
1: um Not so much that part. I I felt like there was a fine balance and I liked meeting people and I liked performing for people. But what I'll tell you, I loved the most was the behind the scenes. And this is why I can never go on a cruise again, because I would just be so envious of what's happening in in the cruise section. The memories and the weird, unique situation we were on on the ship for four and a half months of our lives, every moment of every day, living in these windowless cabins and and meeting all kinds of people from all over the world with all kinds of different talents and all kinds of different jobs and all that stuff was just so magical to me. And I'm thinking specifically, I did four contracts and on my third contract, there was a moment where the cabin, i actually this cabin had a window and I'd say it was like 10 by five, I guess. And we just had shoved into that cabin comedians, musicians, the people that were working at the, the kids zone, servers. We just had people just packed in here and like all these little micro conversations happening and someone with a guitar and, and, I thought this is it like and and not one cell phone. You know like that like, we just don't have life like that. So there were no cell phones. Wow. There was no internet. I mean there there the internet exists but no one's on the internet because you have to pay for it. So no one's on their phone, no one's like, "Oh, I'll look it up." Like you're just going off your memory and you're just making memories and I vividly remember thinking, "This is the meaning of life." Not every moment was pleasant, but that is it. Like we were just connecting and we were just people of all ages, of all ethnicities, from all over the world, and just getting drunk on crew bar wine and beer and just like doing it. And so that's a really happy memory.
0: Speaking of doing it, how would anybody hook up in those settings?
1: What do you, well, I mean, people leave the room
0: oh so you would just time it but if you're cramming no. a whole bunch of people no, no, in... you,
1: they're not all living in that room oh no, we're having a party oh it's i a thought cabin every... party i'm oh, sorry no oh, no no no, oh, no 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 okay it's a cabin party
0: that's why when you said 10 by 5 i'm like how many fucking people how many bunks well, are in this tiny little room three to four people in a room that's i know not but like space.
1: we had our own cabins i primarily had my own cabin
0: we did anybody hook up at the party oh i don't
1: know oh, oh. no not there no Rome. I don't know what happened afterwards.
0: No, I just ruined that story. It was a very sweet story that I just made sexual. No, no, no. That's
1: okay because there is hooking up among the crew. (laughs) There's a lot of that happening. Thanks,
0: Jameson. What a dad answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's it.
0: No, no. Finish what you were going to say. God damn. No,
1: it's just, it's yeah, there's a lot of that. It's just so interesting. It's just people from all walks of life.
0: Did you watch people like fall in love and have like that summer camp romance? Oh,
1: totally.
0: Did you fall in love?
1: Uh, uh, there's one guy who (gasps) I pined after for a very long time. He had a boyfriend. Boo,
0: did you ever smooch? Well,
1: no, I, I, no. Well, he ended up breaking up with his boyfriend. Our contracts were, um, were uh parallel, yeah, parallel to each other thank yeah. you and we his was one shorter than me and two weeks before his contract ended his him and his boyfriend broke up did you smooch then i played the long game and i just thought like i'm not gonna be his like, rebound creepo. yeah um but he came to me and we did sweet
0: yeah yeah but then i spent
1: like the whole week just being like i love oh, him. the whole last week like he, he left and i was just oh, like
0: just oh just sad yeah. did you stay in
1: touch A little, and then we just kind of both moved on with our lives. Oh,
0: boo. What is the best lesson you have ever learned from working in customer service?
1: Hold for thoughts. (laughs) The best lesson I've learned... In customer... See how I'm just like dragging. I know you are. It's like Miss America. I believe the children of the best lessons like (laughs) such as America and the world. And forthwith. For politics and bringing us all together.
0: Jameson, I told you I edit. You can take all the time you need, but now I'm not editing any of this out. I'm gonna make everybody suffer through this with me. they should suffer.
1: Um, (laughs) The best lesson I've learned is... um, you're this actually happened to me on the cruise and I remember at a meeting the cruise director was like you know you're you're part of people's vacations you're part of a special time in their lives and it just didn't really stick with me and I had heard after working on cruise ships I had heard someone else kind of express it and they really nailed it and I they had said you know when you think about your your memories as a kid, you don't really remember the day-to-day in your house, but you remember those vacations you went on with your family. Oh, wow. And um, I think this was someone trying to sell, I was over, I was <laughs> eavesdropping on at Disney World, listening to someone try to sell someone a timeshare. 100%. And I mean, I was like, oh God, I want this timeshare. But <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a really good point. And it's true, I mean, yeah. it is true. And then I thought about my experience working on the cruise ship. And I I kind of winced a little like, oh, I I maybe could have done a little bit better. Because it is true. I was part of these people's these, for me, it was Groundhog's Day week after week after week after week. Every Monday or every Sunday was a reset. But for these people, it was a moment in time and things they remember. And I think I made their, I, I don't, I don't think I ruined anyone's vacation, sure. but that is something I learned. And I think it does kind of expand beyond that. And, um, you know, when you're face to face with someone, you're interacting, you're having a moment with them and it can be a pleasant moment unless they're an asshole, then, then fuck be them. an asshole. Yeah. Then fuck them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. And then last question in this section, what's one piece of advice you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers?
1: Girl, you don't know what's going on in their day. That's and right. they don't know what's going on in your day. So let's just get this transaction done. Let and let's let it be pleasant. I remember once my father, who's no longer with us, we've, May t- he rest? we've talked about this. We we're in the Dead Dad's Club. The Dead Dads Club, of course. Uh we were this is old school, we were going through toll booth, and uh, this was when, you know, there were still in New Jersey there's toll booths as there are in other places. They're not really in California. Where are you from, Kate? Ohio. Oh, okay. Toll booths in nope. Ohio? Okay, so in New Jersey there's toll booths. And they're pretty much automated now. But at one time, it would be like half, you just throw in a bucket and half people. And we're stopped. And my dad gives the person the money and then says like, how are you today? And the person's like, okay. And he like says something kind of funny or whatever. And like guys laughs and we leave. And I'm like, dad, like there's a line of people behind us. Like they just want to get on with it. And he said, you know, if you put a smile on someone's face, like it's not such a bad thing. And it's really something that's always stuck with me. And I mean, perhaps you can you can uh, say it's somewhat Freudian and I ended up in the world of comedy to that degree. But that is something I think often about and uh, and and it's true. And, and we have an opportunity at every turn to kind of be a positive influence in someone say, even if it's brief. With the caveat of sometimes I'm an asshole too. Same. So like, it's all the things. It's just, all the things. I want that to be clear. It's all the things. That's sometimes right. I'm not in the mood and it's just quick and it's dirty. <laughs> but- But when you take a step back and you ask me a question like that, I think, I think that we can take a moment to say, Hey, how are you? And genuinely mean it. What's your dad's name? Gary.
0: Thanks, Gary. Thanks Thanks for that all right well what a great way to end how can people get in touch with you Jamison? good old socials you are you plugged it up top but i want you to plug it again your website like we're going to link to your voyage la and your shout out la interviews
1: in oh, the boy. show notes but like what where else like how can they you can yeah. find me at hey jameson scala it's Jamison with an i or at jamesonscala.com
0: and scala is s-c-a-l-a and that obviously will be in the title in the show notes Oh, don't forget to put w w oh before. god he's 60 and i Okay, Boomer. Otherwise, it
1: gets you. It's <laughs> it's wide the way.
0: Well, folks, we're going to drop your checks now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at Service From Hell, we'd love to have you subscribe, rate, and or review the show wherever you listen. For real, it actually helps with the algorithm or whatever the hell. I don't know. I think there's trolls in the back. They, they figure something out. Please do it. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled in the art of being kind. It won't be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. If you want to get in touch with us here directly at Service From Hell, send us your receipts to servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you remember if you can't afford to tip you can't afford to go out so don't be garbage and be good to people it's easier that way Thanks for being on, Jameson. We, Kate,
1: thanks for coming over to lovely. my palatial home.
0: <laughs> Your palatial home with all of those La Lavu. What the hell's the La-la-vo name?
1: La candles. La Lavu Cand- candles. Well, i have my uh, person who, who who works with me uh, <laughs> see you out. I have to light all these candles and burn this place <laughs> to the ground.
0: It's only because I was here, and that's very rude. I showered yesterday, I think. Jameson's rude. Find him on the socials. Whatever. Hey, but seriously, this was fun. Thank you so hey, much. I'm glad you were here. You were lovely. Thank you, folks, so much for listening. Good night. doing
1: okay physically
0: emotionally well this is supposed to be off air but now i'm gonna put this in are you doing okay physically and emotionally okay cool we're gonna move on